Good morning, how are you doing? I'm Steve and this is the Football Stadium Prince Podcast. Now, with any luck, there might have been a little bit of a theme tune there. I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying this now. I don't know whether I've managed it. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. Anyway, the first one I did of this was was fun. It was great. I'm getting tangs with this technology and more questions have come in. Uh, and and uh, I still have to get back to Keith Ellison's question, which was a cracker. So, let's just get on with it. Now, Keith asks, now let, let me get this absolutely right. If you could go back in time and watch one game live, what would it be? Now, when I heard that question, I initially thought he just meant any game that I'd ever been to. Go back in time and watch that again. So, my ob- my obvious answer, it's obvious to me, but the answer to that is the, was it the Scottish Cup? I think it was the Scottish Cup. I think it was the Scottish Cup quarter-final, in fact. And it was uh, Brecon versus St Johnston, 2011, when we were 2-1 down and Rory McAllister scored in what felt like, in my memory, what felt like the 94th minute down the coup shed where me and my mate Stevie Moe, my dad and his stepdad were watching it along with what felt like the whole of Brecon. Scoring down that end to, to equalise. Turns out it was actually, I think, the 78th minute. But still, still late enough. But oh my word, it, the place went mental. Um, the place went bonkers. We were trying to hold the, the, the whole... I mean, obviously, it's a cow shed. It's not huge. But it was rammed and the whole crowd surged forward like it was back in the 80s. And we're trying to hold, trying to hold folk back off crushing my dad and um, and uh, my pal's stepdad, who's well, hope he won't mind me saying, but his heart's knowing the best, had the best run of things. So we're like, but also trying to just enjoy it. And then after that, the night out, because we've got a draw, we've got a replay, we're going to McDermott Park, and this was for a shot in the semi. It was, it was, wasn't it? It was quarter final. Yeah, sure of it. Um, and that, oh yeah, and the night out, oh the night out afterwards was brilliant, reeking. But the whole place was just partying. The whole place was alive. It was buzzing. Um, that time was Craig Levine was the Scotland manager, was he? And he was in town, watching it. Fantastic. And that's the that's the great thing with the lower leagues. I think is those little moments like that. You don't need to be winning leagues, you don't need to be winning... Um, I mean, it's preferable. You much prefer to be turning up and watching your team win and scoring all the time. But it's those little scalps. Didn't even win. It was just forcing a draw. But it was incredible. Um, but then, back to what Keith said. So I said that in Twitter. Well, I paraphrased that in Twitter. Um, he said, What about games that you weren't at originally, World Cup games, great European finals, etc. And for me, there is only one. France nil, Scotland won, James McFadden, 2007. Part the Princess. Is that how you pronounce that? Is it meant to have like a French 
sound like the Prinzsalt, I don't know, I didn't do French at school with the German. And that was, even then, that was, what am I, 41? When was the last time I did German? 14? Uh, was it 26? 27 years ago? Holy moly. Um, now that would have been a belter of a game to be at, just because it's a hell of a goal. It's against uh, France. Unbelievable team. World... No, wait a minute. 2007. 2006. We won the World Cup in 2006. 2006 in Germany. Was it Italy? So they weren't world champions at that time. But still, come on. Give them a break. Absolutely incredible team. Um, but also, knowing... Even if I had been there, I very much doubt I would have remembered much of it because during that time, I, going to Scotland games, I would have been reeking. We would have been hammered by the middle of the middle of the day, um, and by now, by this time, thirteen years later, I would have been filling in blanks, filling in those memories with other people's memories, convincing them, convincing myself they are my own. But that would be the one I would want to have been at, seeing that. Um, I can't even remember what, what must have been in a pub. I remember the other game. I remember exactly what pub I was in for the home game with Gary Caldwell scoring. I can't remember the name of the pub. It's in Edinburgh, and it was it went bonkers. So uh, being in France for that one, beating them on their own patch, whoo, that must have been great. So there you go, Keith. I hope that answers it in a bit more depth bit more of a yeah bit more bit more um rounded for you next up i've got stevie woe and he's asking what is your best selling print now on the face of it it's a bit of a no offense pal but it's a bit of a dry question because i could just answer hibs then move on but the the best selling ones are hibs middlesbrough and nottingham forest now Hibs, I think, is up there because I've got a pretty good online social media relationship with some Hibs supporter groups and Hibs fans. And I've got a bit of a soft spot for Hibs because I lived, when I lived in Edinburgh, I lived right round the corner from Easter Road. I'm, I'm not a Hibs fan, I'm a Brecon fan, but I do have a bit of a soft spot. But the Middlesbrough and Nottingham Forest designs, they are up there because I once very kindly got a retweet from a Middlesbrough print from Bob Mortimer and and then it just went through the roof a bit for a few days so that's amazing what one it's amazing that I got a retweet from him because he's an absolute comedy god and a hero of mine absolutely loved um, shooting stars growing up and smell of Reeves and Mortimer um, fantastic so that was that was amazing and the Nottingham Forest one is on the back of um Stan Collymore, he didn't buy it, but Stan Collymore posted a picture of him with a Nottingham Forest print that somebody posts, that somebody bought him. Um, so that got a good bit of exposure for the Nottingham Forest one. Um, there are a few others that are up there. Um, the American ones, is it, but it's all quite steady. But those those three stick out, um, mainly because of those two. Hibs is just pretty standard sales are pretty standard and constant but Middlesbrough and Nottingham hit such a massive peak in one go that they're just still ahead of everyone else 
There we go. There's that answer. Stevie Moe did have another question. <laughs> Stevie Moe's my mate, by the way. I know him. He's the one who I went to the breaking game with. But his other question was, what's your favourite shout? Or have you heard any great shouts at football? Abusive shouts directed at players or referees? I mean, he knows the answer. But the best one is, Ref, you're tiny! <laughs> what's that? What's that? And just the standard, you've got B.O. I mean, how do you how do you come back from that one? <laughs> so those those were his questions. Thank you very much. How about those little uh, transition sounds, eh? What's that? Let's uh, look. That's only episode two, and I'm I'm technology savvy, podcast savvy with those things. And right, one more to go for the day. This was from Keith Harrison, great guy. And his question is, why have I, I've written I've written his question down and I've, I've written it all backward. What have I done here? Um, right, I'm not going to get his question entirely correct, but I'll get the gist of it. Um, he asks, what was the first all-seater stadium I ever went to and did it register as somehow something different? Did it register as being something different from what I was used to? Absolutely. Because the, the the first one was Hamden. It was ninety four, I think. I was at school. I'm pretty sure it was about ninety four. It had just been refurbed. It had been given a been given a like a paint and all seaters. It all it was now all seater, and and it was it was it's it's a world of difference compared to the Glebe and Links Park and. Station Park, places that I'd been before, um, but it was the breaking Vicks ground. Jeez, so to go from that to Hamden, it was like, this is, what's, what is this? Cliche, is that a cliche I'm about to say? An exaggeration? But it is no exaggeration to say it was like turning up to the Coliseum in Rome and just being, what in the name? So, so, did it register as something different? You're not. You're not kidding. Absolutely. Um, again, not the bang. Not the bang this drum, even more. But again, that's one of the great things about being a fan of the lower leagues. Every so often, you get to go to these these venues that are just that blow your mind. Um, you've put in your dues. You've you've been standing outside watching football every Saturday. And then all of a sudden you've got a roof over your head, watching it from the comfort of a seat, rather than standing at a barrier. Although, and that's not to take anything away from standing at games. I love standing at games. That's um, the where I, I watch football down here at Enfield. You can stand pitch side. You can stand pitch side with a pint in your hand and watch the game. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, did it register as something different? Absolutely. Um, and then there was a second part of his question, which was, can I pick out an all-seater stadium with character? And one of the... Yeah. I don't think um, just because they're all-seaters, it, it necessarily takes away character. Some of the newer ones all seem a bit soulless, a bit empty, 
a bit, what would you call it, like a dented kit. Lego stadiums. Pick your own disparaging name for them. But the, um, but the transition to being all-seater after the tragic Hillsborough disaster didn't didn't take away some of the character. I mean, I've been Upton Park. It was it was incredible. I loved Upton Park. I I understand why the why they maybe wanted to go to London Stadium, bigger stadium, hoped that it would attract better players. But Upton Park was just great. It was the most. Don't know if this sounds odd, but it just felt like a proper English ground, proper old school, not grimy isn't the word, but like, this is what football is. It was, it was, four four stands, all different, all, it felt intimidating, it felt like a a proper place to play football. I really like uh, Craven Cottage, I used to live down in Fulham for um, a good couple of years, two, three, four years. Can't remember. So I used to go to Craven Cottage quite a bit, and it was it has character. It's got well, it's got the cottage, the house, just sitting in the corner, Archibald Leach stand or facade, um, sitting right on the banks of the Thames. It, and then obviously for a time it had that amazing Michael Jackson statue. So you can't get much more character than a Michael Jackson statue. But um. Yeah, so those two stick out in my head that have been wonderful characters. Of places I've been, anyway. Um, And I will also chuck it, because it's my favourite ground, or the favourite game I've ever been to, and it was all-seater, is El Cilindro in Buenos Aires. That's it, I've only done two podcasts, and it's been mentioned twice. (laughs) But it was just, it's a huge big bowl, a massive big cauldron, um, it's in that typical South American style where they're not they're not like seats like we get with the back and all that it's just it's like concrete steps with the sort of wooden seats like just for your bum plonked onto them and what is it 50 I'm going to take a guess 50 odd thousand of those in that cauldron it was amazing it was amazing it the pitch had a moat going round it, uh, which I can only assume is to stop fans from spilling on and getting at players. Um, a moat with this high six-foot wall, and it had kids down there just standing on this this thin wall bit. And if you dropped in, God knows how you were getting out. But it and it, it when would it have been built? I mean, again, I'd have to take a stab and say, looking at the looking at the style of it from the outside. I would have said, well, the 50s, from the look of it, but it's exactly the kind of ground that I love. It's concrete, it's solid, it feels like it's been there a lifetime, and it never really had... It's probably had... I mean, when did I go? Ten years ago. It's probably had a lick of paint and everything since I've been. But even just the the build-up to it and the atmosphere... Now I'm just talking about my favourite game. I'm not actually talking about... I'm not actually answering Keith's question. So, but yeah, I'll swing back round. Craven Cottage, Upton Park. It's a shame that, or the bowling ground, it's a shame it's gone. Um, I hope when a Fulham do their ground up, they somehow manage to retain a bit of what makes it special. I suppose a little bit, the thing that makes Craven Cottage special is that it's, it's quite... In... English Premiership terms, 
quite small, so it's intimate. It's but it's again, it's just that there might be newer stands, but the three, it's four, it's square, it's four stands. They're close to the pitch, and it just feels like a prop. What football is meant to be. So there we are. I think that's it. Thanks for those questions. Hopefully I'll get more, because again, this is fun. I get to talk, I'm getting to practice talking. I'm getting better at it. Well, I can't really judge that. Um, I feel like I'm getting better at it. So, I need to go and cut this together. Uh, although when you hear this, that should all be cut together and have all those transitions. Let a theme, bit of a theme tune. If I can find one for free that won't get me into trouble. And, oh yeah, yesterday I went out to, I I was going to, I had to go out for a walk, because I need to try and go out for a walk every day. And uh, I tried to record one of the answers while out on the walk, but it didn't really work. It, no, why am I lying? It's not that it didn't work, it's that uh, there was too many people around and I felt embarrassed trying to talk into my headphone thing, microphone, while walking. So I need to get over myself and give it a bash to see if it'll work. Uh, Why I'd be doing it outside, I don't know, but it's just that I go out every day and why not use that time a little bit productively to answer a question that I can then drop into one of these. So there we go. Thank you very much if you've stuck around to the end. Um... Once again, please check out footballstadiumprints.com. It'd be weird if you're listening to this and you haven't checked it out, because I would imagine that's where you've found this podcast from. But please tell your friends. Tell them all. Tell everybody you know, especially on the run-up to Christmas. Get your orders in quick. Tell your friends to get their orders in quick. Um, And that's that. Thank you. Cheers. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.